Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Wellness Hub podcast. We have Jamie Nichols with USI Acupuncture and Alternative Medicine here. Good morning, Jamie. Good morning. And we have Emily and John. <laughs> our, our third co-host today. Yes, yes. Thanks for joining us. Can you give us a little backstory um, of just how you got to where you are and, you know, if you grew up in this area and what, what took you to alternative medicine? Sure. Well, I've uh, been around uh, the Southwest a lot. So let me see here. I guess I started out in New Mexico for the most part, came over to Texas uh, through high school, went up to, went up to uh, Colorado. That's where I got my training in Denver for acupuncture and Chinese medicine. And then so I finally made a round trip back to Texas. And we're here because we have family in Carlsbad, New Mexico. So, okay. you know, we're, we're near home, but we're not at home. So, yeah. Yeah. But a lot of time around the Southwest. Awesome. Um, as far as how I got into acupuncture, uh, I guess I've always been interested in, like, all things East, East Asian. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to actually own a... a Martial arts school in uh, Las Cruces. Oh wow! Years ago, years ago, me and a friend were doing that. What type of martial arts? Um, it's more like the stand up, the kick and punch kind. I okay. Mean, I kind of the big division to me is that versus jujitsu. Right. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's like a night and day difference. I take them both, and it's you know, some some people like one, some people like the other. But right. anyway. But yeah, I, I've always been interested in that kind of stuff, and I couldn't tell you why. It's just kind of ingrained in me. Yeah. But uh, I got up to Denver, and I was looking to uh, expand my knowledge, you know, expand what I wanted to do, because I came out of teaching, high school, came out of uh, a computer job and all this. And I was like, well, what do I want to do now? You know, so I typed in colleges in Denver, and one came up and said, College of Acupuncture and Oriental Medicine. So, well, I'll, I'll try them out. And uh, they, they were pretty good. I mean, it, it wasn't the perfect school, but it was pretty good. And they offered financial aid. So, I was like, I'm in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's kind of how I got into it. That was, I graduated way back in 2010. And I've been doing it some in Colorado and some in Texas ever since. Very cool. Awesome. And had you ever um, been exposed to that before? Have you had you had acupuncture done or I never had Chinese acupuncture. And, and you know, That's so I, had a, I, ch- I had a chance before, and I was like, "Do I really want to be in a job where sticking needles in people?" You know, that doesn't seem like a good career choice. <laughs> but it, it's really worked out. I really resonate with it. Um, I think I'm pretty good at it. I get some pretty fair results. So, you know, I like what I'm doing. I just want to be busier at it. Yeah. yeah. So. When you were in school, did you, I assume you kind of practiced on each other and that kind of thing. Um, what was your experience getting it firsthand, having not had it before? What were your initial feelings or thoughts on it? We know a lot of people in, in the acupuncture school have, like, these miracle stories of nothing else helped. Yeah. You know? And then I went to acupuncture and, like, a, at the time, our president of, of the acupuncture school was an ex-rodeo clown. Oh. And, you know, those guys live in pain because they yeah. get hit so often. He said nothing helped him except for Chinese herbs. And oh. that's when he got into it. And then the director of the school was in martial arts, and he got thrown really hard and messed up his spine. Mm. And he was, uh, like, his doctor was like, okay, get ready. You're going to have to have spinal surgery. So he's like, well... 
I may as well try acupuncture. I've tried everything else, which is kind of where we are in the picking order. I, <laughs> I, I don't have any illusions about that. Uh, but he got in there. Some students worked on him in the student clinic. He didn't feel any better. He cussed out a couple of people. Oh. And he went home. And then he's like, well, I guess i got to get ready for surgery. So about three hours later, uh, he said about 85% of the pain was gone. And uh-huh. he went back the next day and brought flowers. I was like, hey, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> and that's how he got involved in his process, you know. Yeah. But for me, it wasn't anything like that. Uh, it was just kind of like, I, I really didn't have anything wrong. So right. There's not a lot to, you know, they did to fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... I don't know. It, it, it wasn't any kind of miracle story, but there is there was one time in uh, halfway through the program, it was very stressful. Um, I started to develop chest pain and uh-huh. high blood pressure, and I'm like, "What the heck? I'm dying." <laughs> is any you know anything dealing with your heart? Yeah. Right. So I'm like, "Well, you know, what do I need to do here?" So I had acupuncture a couple of times, and yeah. for me, that actually didn't do much. I was like, well, all right, maybe I will go, because it was a student clinic. So I went outside to one of my teachers at his place, and he prescribed two formulas and Chinese herbs, and in three days I was fine. That's awesome. Wow. Wow. That was was amazing. Yeah. This guy's an herbal genius. He really is. Yeah. That's awesome. And I bet the combination of the two, because I have done both before back, I'm from Central California, um, and so we did a lot of um, acupuncture and Chinese herbs, and really... It was almost, they just worked so well with they each do. other. Yeah. Acupuncture is really good at tonifying or, no, let, me, let me back up. Acupuncture is really good at, like if you have pain, it, it kind of gets rid of the pain, but, but mm-hmm. herbs are good at tonifying. Yeah. Like, to tonify the system so that, you know, you don't get in as much pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, well, and that was kind of how your acupuncture uh, experience in school was, that was the same for me in PT school because mm-hmm. you know we're all trying to practice this stuff but none of us have symptoms so you're like well yeah I think I'm doing it right but it's you know it's hard to tell when when everybody's really healthy and then you go out and see people who aren't healthy yeah and that's when you go okay I know what I'm doing yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember my first time my first patient out of school it was low back pain and it was actually a, a well, I don't want to get into too many details about who it was or anything, but uh, I treated him and I saw him again. I said, well, how did, how, how did it work? Oh, yeah, I feel better. Really? Okay. Well, nice. Yeah. So, that was nice nice validation. It makes yeah. you feel like you have a superpower you weren't sure you had. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I feel like a lot of people might not understand kind of how acupuncture works. Mm -hmm. Can you just give us a brief little overview of um, kind of how that works within the body? Sure. So I used to describe it more like like in terms of energy, Mm -hmm. but that's kind of ephemeral and people like, well, it doesn't, I feel like that doesn't describe much to me. So I'd say two things. It increases, you know, if we're talking about pain. It increases blood flow in the affected area. Mm-hmm. So if your neck hurts, I put needles in and, and you get better blood flow in the neck. And the needles don't have to be in the neck. So they could be on a leg or something like that. Yeah. And so with better blood flow, you get better healing because the, the, the fresh blood, the nutrients, the oxygen comes in and it takes away the other stuff. Mm-hmm. And also certain points will uh, trigger the brain to release its own uh, painkillers. Yeah. So you get less pain, you get actual heal instead of a band-aid. 
and that's you know, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's awesome. We in the PT world we do trigger point dry needling, mm-hmm. which is you know similar needles, different philosophy behind it. But right. um, yeah, I get a lot of questions about acupuncture from patients, and I was like, I really don't know because I don't do it. I know there's yeah. similarities and there are differences. Um, well, I think what I read is like over ninety percent of the points are the same, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. Trigger point is more local and right. There's, there's lots of ways to do acupuncture, but I do yeah. distal, which means far away from the pain area. Or yeah. Area. And, yeah. I think. Really cool. Yeah, and I think some people um, might have a hesitation because they're like, "Well, those aren't going where the issue is." Yeah. When really, yeah. Um, you know, our body's yeah. connected, and yeah, like my neck's up here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> well, and I could see two camps too because some patients they're so like they're in so much pain that they really don't want you putting something in that area. So maybe yeah. that could even help them um, that, that it's not going in that area. That is true. Like if it's already inflamed, <laughs> mm-hmm. you can add a needle and it's more inflamed. Now, yeah, so. they can't relax. They won't get the benefits. Yeah. So do you see that as being more um, preventative or? People coming in just as their issues are arising. Is there, right. I mean, two different two different things for that? It can be both. Like, I think in a perfect health system, it would be preventative, mm-hmm. you know. But most people come see me. It's like, oh, I have this, I have that. Uh, you know, and initially, I'll see someone maybe four to six times, mm-hmm. and that could be once a week or more because it's hard to overdo. In China, you go three times a day. Yeah. Because medicine socialized, you don't have to pay for every visit. Um, but preventatively, I like to see someone about once a month. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. if even if they're like, well, I, I'm okay, nothing's really wrong. It's like, well, let's keep it that way. Yeah. So like once a month, it's a pretty good, pretty good amount of time for them. Yeah. Well, things can be kind of subclinical, right? And so like maybe it's not a full blown problem, but if we keep it right. that way, great. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That, that's something we've been preaching. That I think people are starting to finally kind of understand it's like you don't have to wait till you're dying yeah exactly. <laughs> right. yeah don't get to that point where where you feel like there's no point yeah. <laughs> of return there definitely um and then what other modalities do you offer well i, I call myself an acupuncturist because that's what people know mm-hmm. you know but I, really my, my training is uh, is a master's in traditional chinese medicine which means i do acupuncture i can prescribe Chinese herbal medicine. Um, I do cupping, if people heard of that, it's kind of, I guess, in fashion right now, or people are mm-hmm. learning about it. Mm-hmm. I do cupping, I do twina, which is a type of massage. It's a type of body work, but you can't call it massage because apparently massage is a legally protected term. Huh. You can't say you do massage unless you're a massage therapist. Huh. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah, but twina's, it's, it's body work, basically. Okay. Uh, gua sha, which is scraping therapy, I do that. Um, and for those that are in the gym, cupping and gua sha are really good for being able to get out of that pain post-workout and get back in the gym faster because it helps with the muscles. Yeah. What else do I do? Moxibustion, which is lighting herbs on the skin. And it's not as bad as you think. When I was in school, I wasn't a fan of being stabbed, but I was okay with being burned. I was like, yeah, yeah. I do that all day long. I'm fine with that. I've never heard of that before. I haven't either. Moxibustion is really good. It's a particular herb called Aya, and uh, it's kind of cottony. 
and there's different there's kind of big old cigar stick moxa and then there is little bitty rice grain moxa moxa is really interesting because the the needles will more or less balance energy moxa adds new energy yeah okay okay and there's even a technique i've used on some patients uh, where it can turn a breached baby in utero with moxa Wow. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Now, I can't really do it because of insurance issues. Yeah. yeah. But I'd say it's really easy. You hold a moxicin over a point. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, I had one patient. She said she did it. And in 20 minutes, she felt the return. Wow. I've heard that with acupuncture, too. That there's certain points. Certain points yeah, certain that. points you can do. And it's weird. It's on the little toe. Like, that, oh, yes. How the heck I could do it? Huh. Yeah. Or yeah. Works. I've heard that for induction, too. Um, like yes. inside your ankles and um, yeah, things yeah, like that. Yeah, there's certain points that you can do labor induction if you don't want shot up with uh -huh. Yeah. But once again, anything infant related, yep. I'm limited on yeah. as far as what I can do. Yeah. But it's doable. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's really kind of thinking back to my education, you know, we all start as a few cells and when we expand. So, I think there are a lot of connections between different areas because of the way we develop that that's a lot true. of people don't think about. Mm -hmm. um, but it, that's really cool. It's really useful. Um, what would you say is your favorite of the modalities? Do you have a favorite? Hmm. I like to get cupping on myself. Yeah. I taught my kids how to do it, and my wife, because I wanted to, like, yeah, y'all need to do that on me. Yeah. Right now, I don't know if y'all can see it, and that's probably really red. Oh, yeah. There. Yeah. I had wash on because uh, I've been having headaches and stuff. Mm -hmm. So my daughter likes to get in there and just cause me pain. <laughs> payback. Yeah, payback. And she's like, oh, this, you know, trying to oh. break my skin. What but, kind of tool do you use for that? For gua sha? You know, you can use lots of different things. Mm -hmm. There are traditional gua sha tools you can buy, and they look like combs without the teeth. Okay. That's kind of what I use, but you can use something like a mason jar there. That's oh, pretty really? good. Yeah. Because it's an easy way to grip it. Yeah. yeah. Like it's not any, you know, it's smooth, it's not jagged. Uh huh. Like right. So I use that on patients also. Um, some people use coins or those little ceramic soup spoons uh-huh so those yeah. are really good too very cool and for for cupping are you doing the suction or the fire i do both both uh -huh. awesome so i didn't know anybody did the fire one around here yeah I i've had fire. it done i love it it's like a big circus trick <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah it's fun like um people get some pretty good results with that i i, I have had results or times where Acupuncture is not really doing the trick, mm -hmm. so I'll do cupping. I thought oh, that was really good. Yeah. So I have people like that. I'm sure it varies a lot, patient to patient. But do you kind of have like a an order where you're like, well, I'll try this, and then if that doesn't work, then I try this, or is it just really, really variable depending on the patient? It is variable. Like I won't do cupping the first time just because we'll run out of time. Mm -hmm. You know, each visit's about an hour. Yeah. Uh, and the first visit, we do an intake and the needling. Mm -hmm. But in general, with treatments, I will try to do different treatments mm -hmm. just to try to cover all the bases, unless the patient says, well, you know, that last one was really good. Yeah. So, okay, I'll just do it again. Yeah. It's not a problem. But you could do local, distal, front, back. I mean, there's so many options. Yeah. You know, 
So it's kind of nice. Well, it's great to have so many tools in the toolbox because everybody's a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, do you mind speaking a little more to the Chinese medicine side of that? That's something I'm really not super familiar with. Uh, how do you mean, like how it works? Or... Yeah, or even just kind of um, <laughs> like, a, like a broad overview of what it is, how it works um, for people who aren't familiar with it. Well, I'll tell you how how I see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's there's different ways to look at it. Mm-hmm. There's even some astrological ways to look at it. Right. So the way I look at it and the way I was taught is that the body is a smaller representation of nature. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you know nature, you know the body. And every smaller part of the body is a representation of the whole body. So we get smaller and smaller and smaller. It's like... Uh, foot reflexology, yeah. where the foot represents the whole body, and you can push certain areas of the foot. So, so I could treat a limb, for example, and that would be the whole body. I put okay. needles in the limb, and that would represent the whole body. So if you think about your arm, the hand and the fingers can represent the head. <laughs> and then as you come up the wrist to the elbow, this is lower body, lower body, and finally lower back. So it's like the torso and so if I wanted to treat neck, I would needle around the wrist. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Kind but, of a map. Yeah. And you can do the same with the feet. I mean, the foot can represent the head, and the Achilles tendon can represent, like, the back of the neck. Um, there's other, they call them microsystems, mm-hmm. you know. So a limb is a microsystem. Even, like, one single bone can be a microsystem. Like one bone in the hand can represent the top, middle, and lower part of your torso because mm-hmm. it gets smaller 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 so there's a lot of you know people are into mathematics there's a lot of fractals there's a lot of chaos theory that kind of stuff so yeah i don't really i don't want to go into that <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't get lost in the weeds oh yeah um, but, but yeah that's that's kind of how to look at it and there's over 200 microsystems in the body yeah so just ways to look at people and go oh back pain huh just look at them Mm-hmm. I mean, people that are very skilled in uh, in microsystems, like facial diagnosis, mm-hmm. so, all right, so kidney issues, okay, or, or whatever. It's just crazy what you can just find out. And, yeah. and pulses, are, pulses, I think, in Chinese medicine are almost like magic. Mm-hmm. Because instead of just like, you know, one or two points for pulse, there are three different positions, and there's two different depths on each wrist. So you're okay. looking, you're looking at twelve different pulse points, one for each organ. And if you're good at pulses, you don't have to tell people anything. They'll they'll say, okay, so you have this, you have this, you have this. And you're like, yes, that's true. Hmm. Uh, there's a doctor. He's an American guy, but he's in Washington State, and he's really good at pulses. And I was watching a, a webinar of his. He said he was on a pulse of this very brand new patient. It was a guy. And he was feeling it and he was saying, you know what? I've never felt this pulse before. So he's feeling it. He's thinking. And finally he says, okay, you've had a vasectomy, but it didn't take. And his wow. eyes got real big. He says, you're right. My wife's pregnant right now. Oh, my gosh. I mean, very, like, reading your mind kind of accuracy. Huh. And uh, the guy, I think it freaked him out a little too much. That was yeah. fun. <laughs> so, but yeah, you can find out a lot. 
Well, and I think muscle testing, um, people can be a little bit hesitant about that also, but that really is your body telling them, you know, telling the doctor or you what's Mm -hmm. going on based on like your response. Right. Um, Yeah, yeah. I do muscle testing, not necessarily for uh, uh, acupuncture, but for other things like allergy elimination. But I remember learning in, in acupuncture school about muscle testing. I'm like, why don't I know about this? This is amazing. Right. You know? It's just a way of, you don't you can bypass the brain and kind of ask the body, like, okay, what's going on here? Yeah. And the body says, it's it's more like a binary. It's yes or no. Mm-hmm. Is this good? Is it bad? Yes, no. And the body's strength and the muscles will let you know, you know, what works for it. Right. Yeah. And compared to, like, um, I had just been exposed to it in a few other avenues, but, you know, you look at go going and getting a blood test, and that is you know, that's however your body is at that moment you get the blood test, but you can muscle test all the time. Yeah. You know, it's just so much more um, accessible rather than having to go get blood tests every right. whatever. Yeah. And I mean, it's an easy way to tell if you're lactose intolerant. Mm-hmm. Just grab a glass of milk, mm-hmm. hold it near you and do the muscle testing. Uh, and I can explain that for people. Uh, muscle testing, there's lots of ways to do it, but one way is you hold your arm straight out one arm like you're a zombie, half a zombie, <laughs> and you press down, you will have a certain, you try to keep your arm where it is, but someone else will press down and it'll have a certain resistance to it. That's the strength of the muscle. And if something is introduced into your field where your body is, but it's not good for it, but the body doesn't like your muscle, get weaker. So if you're lactose intolerant, pour yourself a glass of milk, Okay, and try it without the milk near you. And then if you're holding the milk next to your chest or stomach, say, do it again and see if there's a weakness to it. Mm-hmm. See what happens. Do yeah, it with, I... like, sweet and low or something like that. That might cause a change. Too. Yeah, most people would react to that. I do it with my husband all the time, and he's way bigger than me. He could overpower yeah. me, you know, his, he just has much bigger muscles. And so the first time I did it for him, he was like, what in the world? Because he felt the, the weakness of yeah. it, too. Yeah. Most and... people will be like, they'll just draw. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's so interesting. Could you speak a little bit about the um, allergy elimination? Sure. Um, it's not something that I learned in acupuncture school, but actually it's called NAET. stands for Namburapad. That's the person's name. Allergy Elimination Technique. And she was, she's actually an acupuncturist, and she came up with this. And it's based on muscle testing. So that's how you tell if you're allergic. You don't have to get a shot. You just go in, and we have certain vials with allergens, things that you can be allergic to. And we'll muscle test to see what you're allergic to. And uh, the treatment's super easy. It doesn't require shots. For me, since I'm an acupuncturist, I do do a little bit of acupuncture with that, but mm-hmm. it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way you find out is is muscle testing. But the vials themselves, the allergens, it's really interesting the way they're made. It's it's um, it's based on a frequency, right? Is that based on a frequency? I think in a sense, but okay. I think chemically, if you were to test what's in the vials, it would just be water mm-hmm. because it is um, 
What is that? It starts with an H. I can't remember what it is. But anyway, they'll take, let's say you're allergic to pollen. They take pollen, they put it in the water, they shake it up, shake it up, shake it up. They take a few drops of that, put it in another thing of water and shake that up. And then they dilute it again and dilute it again. So by the time it gets to me, it's pretty much water. But mm -hmm. what happens is when you dilute that, somehow the energetic signal gets stronger and stronger and stronger. It's some, it's some property of water. Yeah. And so if I were allergic, like anaphylactically to peanuts, holding that bile, I wouldn't have that reaction, right? You wouldn't have an anaphylactic. An anaphylactic, right. yeah. Just a muscle test, muscle test response. Now, I have heard of people having responses to it that are pretty strong. Mm -hmm. There was one guy that was allergic to cats, uh, and his his NAET practitioner said, well, just keep the vial on, put it in your sock, mm -hmm. wear it all day. But he couldn't do it. it. It got his skin all, like, irritated and stuff. Wow. So, yeah, it's pretty strong allergy, I guess. And so are you doing um, more food allergies or environmental as far as that elimination? I think I do more environment. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, my Western physician said Lubbock is number four in the nation for allergies. I believe it. So, you know, all that. as a matter of fact, I was up this morning and we have sun streaming in through the front window and it looks like the house is smoking. Yeah. Yes. It's just so, I'm like, I check the oven, you know, and I'm like, is that gross in me? Oh yeah. Dusting is like pointless here. <laughs> yeah. I always have that air filter out there and I think it really does help a lot because yeah. Just in that West Texas wind. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's rough. <laughs> it is. What, uh, what would you say, like, of all of the things that you treat, what are the top symptoms that you keep seeing over and over that are, like, the number one, number, one. number two, number three things you treat? Number one is pain, and that is usually neck and back. Everybody yeah. Everybody something. Yeah. yeah. Um, number two would be, I, I, I would think... Um, like stress and depression. Yeah. So I treat that also. Matter of fact, I've been treating it. I've been looking to treat it a little more. So I'm finding different ways to treat it just because uh, mental health care cannot keep up with the demand. Yeah. I mean, if you're a counselor right now, you're like, write your own ticket. Yeah. You know, yeah. You'll be as busy as you want to be. In. Yeah. But uh, you, you can definitely treat those kind of things with acupuncture. Or Chinese herbs, Chinese medicine. Um, so I, I do treat a lot of that. Um, do you see a lot of anxiety? Yeah. Did you mention that before? Okay. I do. Yeah. I see that anxiety. all the time. Yeah. It's like, especially for younger kids. And, yeah. But well, I was going to ask, do you all feel like you've seen an influx in that since COVID and the lockdowns and all that stuff? Or is it just a gradual, like, kind of? I don't know if I've, maybe I've seen a little more since COVID. I have been treating post, like, long COVID issues. Mm -hmm. People have pain, anxiety from that. Yeah. Uh, all kinds of things. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I see that, and I'm just like, okay. I, uh, I've heard stories in the news about, for example, um, this was during COVID. There was a teenager that got really down, and I don't, I'm not sure if he was suicidal or what, but he had his parents taken to the ER because of this. Yeah. And he couldn't be seen because the ER was full of other kids the same age going through the same thing. It yeah. took him like three or four months to get him to see somebody. Oh, my goodness. Oh, and yeah. that's, you know, 
what's the point of going to the ER if you have to wait three or four months? That's ridiculous. Yeah. And you wonder what they'll put them on yeah. when they get there. Right. Yes. Um, I've done a lot of research and that kind of stuff. I think there's a book. I'm trying to think of the name of it, but it, it talks about antidepressants. And she's a psychologist, or she's a psychiatrist, and uh, she's like, you know what? They have the same efficacy as other things, like maybe working out often or something yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. yeah, and I don't want to downplay that because some people really do get good results on it. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, I have family members like, oh, yeah, I, I, I need to be on it. Mm -hmm. And sure, if it works for you. Yep. But an antidepressant is really anything that makes a depression go away, right? And that can be society, like social groups or, you know, exercise, whatever. Yeah. Right? Well, and there, there are so many side effects to a lot of the pharmaceuticals as well. So I, I know, like, in my own story, I went on antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication at a really young age, and some of it wasn't even FDA approved, so I don't oh, know why on earth I was put on them. Um, I had awful side effects. Yeah, the side effects are real even though you might not get great results with depression yeah we'll get the side effects oh yeah and then i started getting a lot more into exercise and that was a million times more effective for me without the side effects mm -hmm. so and everyone's different but yes and i i had been on a couple of them they didn't work for me but there was one that actually i, I got in, like anxiety like you're yeah. talking about and that's not not something i get but when I got that, I was actually with the patient. I yeah. was talking, I was putting needles in. And I started to feel like, what's going on here, you know? Yeah. Why am I, like, revved up like this? And I was like, oh, this is anxiety. This is horrible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, this, and it, it does have that effect, that this particular antidepressant can cause that. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't any fun for me. I'm not on it anymore. But it, it's wonderful to know all the different options that are out there that are a little, little bit more holistic with fewer mm -hmm. side effects. And... Yeah, and I think, you know, whenever you're on anything, it's a low-grade inflammatory, you know. And so I see a lot of people who have been on a ton of stuff for those things, and then um, their gut health suffers, mm -hmm. and then that causes anxiety yeah. because, you know, the gut-brain connection and stuff like that. And so can be a domino effect but i agree okay. there's definitely times where um where they definitely can come into play and be necessary yeah. um jamie are you seeing all ages of patients or do you have a range Pretty that much. you stick with i okay. mean my youngest patient was 15 weeks oh, wow. <laughs> and you know a lot of course you don't really want to put needles in your little baby yeah. but what how i would do it they would go in and then come out and she slept through half of them yeah they're tiny, tiny little Well, yeah, I think people really do believe that acupuncture hurts, and it is, it's so relaxing to me. Yeah. Have you had it done, Em? I haven't, but even dry needling, it's like there's similar needles, and right. if you're doing it correctly, it doesn't hurt to insert the needle. Mm -hmm. Right. So I feel like, you know, it looks scarier than it actually is. Yeah. <laughs> and as far as babies this age, uh, a lot of the treatment is through massage because yeah. Yeah. for about zero to three years you can access internal uh, organs through the fingers. So you can do hand massage on infants and affect different organs like the thumb and the base of the thumb has to do with digestion. Hmm. And we've got liver here, we've got kidney, lung, that kind of stuff. 
So it's interesting because you can even look at a baby's hand. It's almost like a like the, the index finger. When a baby is sick, they can have this dark uh, vein that goes here. And it's almost like a meter of how sick your baby is. You know, if it, if it gets longer and longer, your babies might get sicker and sicker. But you can kind of look at the baby and massage that. And, and it's very helpful. That 15-week-old uh, I treated, it was a positive result. Wow. She had some, uh, I think it was eczema. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they cleared up pretty good. That's awesome. That's so great. And so do you do any sort of like um, allergy testing for children? Because I feel like I see, I've, I have friends who are like, their kid has eczema and they don't know if it's environmental or right. from dairy or... I haven't just personally, but I mean, it's certainly possible. And you can even do it. When I was in school, I you shadow different people that you're interested in learning. And I shadowed a guy that did NAT. It was a kind of that. Anyway, but I was like, that's so cool that, yeah. that it works. And you can do it through a surrogate. He treated yes. one younger person that was autistic and didn't really like to sit still for the muscle testing. So he would use his mom to do muscle testing. So he would do this surrogate muscle testing. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. As yeah. long as you're touching one per you know, the person that's really you're testing for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can do it. Wow. Yeah, I've seen that where they test for, like, the the baby is having some sort of digestion or eczema and then they'll do the surrogate muscle testing mm -hmm. and you know it shows up with some sort of food and the mom cuts it out because she's breastfeeding and right. that goes away and right yeah, and, I've seen that. and i remember like one of the first things we learned in what was it there's a certain certain type of acupuncture but uh it was for colic mm -hmm. and i'm like man i wish i knew this yeah when my kid when my son was little because he was one of the ones I'd always have to walk. Yeah. Be still with him. And there's actually, I'm, I'm looking into a type of acupuncture right now that doesn't require insertion of needles. Just pull the needle on the surface. Okay. And it works. That's awesome. That what is that it? called? Um, so it's a type of Japanese acupuncture called Toyohari. Okay. And it was created by blind acupuncturists. About a third of them are blind in Japan. Wow, because they wow. can kind of feel the energy, feel the point. Uh-huh. And they can just put a needle either next to the point or on the point, and it's effective. I've even used it. I don't know very much of it, but I use what I know on my daughter. She's not a real big fan of needles. And she had a headache for two days running. I said, do you want me to do this? And she said, okay. You know. And I did a few points. It only probably took five minutes. And she said, did you hear that click? I said, no. She said, yeah, my shoulder just clicked, and her headache started to go away. Wow. And I, there was no insertion. So it's interesting. Yeah. It's very cool. Lots of different ways. Yeah. Um, what does one of your herbal con uh, consultations look like? So I don't do just herbal. Like uh -huh. Usually it's like uh, they're on the table already with needles and I okay. talk to them about it. But if, yeah. if it's just an herbal consult, it's like I'll do a background and it might take 20 minutes or so and kind of get... I try to get, you know, the to the root of the problem, not just there's pain or there's indigestion or whatever. Yeah, where is it coming from? So I do that, and then once I get my diagnosis, I'm like, okay, kind of fit into this category. Then from there, we can say, okay, so here are the things that can help that, you know, based on the, the 
tests. But the way I do herbs is really pretty easy. It, there's there's no raw herbs. You don't have to boil them and your house smell weird for a while. It's just, <laughs> my company, they, they grind them up. It's just they grind it up into powder form uh -huh. and then they press those into pills. So you okay. just take it as a pill. Very cool. So yeah, it's pretty easy. And isn't some Chinese herbal stuff based on like heating and cooling? I feel like I took, I, w I went to an acupuncturist in California and I had some sort of digestion um, issue and she was like, your stomach needs to be cooled down, not heated up. And there right. were two different, you know, one that would help mm -hmm. heat it up and one that would cool it down. Well, they look at pathology like environmental factors, mm -hmm. like hot, cold, damp, dry, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, some of these herbs are very cooling, like say the cool blood or whatever, and some kind of generate heat. Mm -hmm. And so what do you see um, your patients needing herbs mostly for? Mm. I don't do a lot of herbs just because I enjoy acupuncture better. I was a chemist for a while, so I kind of get the herbal part already. Mm -hmm. yeah. I do prescribe herbs for infertility patients. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's a subset of what I work with. But uh, it's kind of to get things back on track. As a matter of fact, I just I, I have a patient right now. She just this last week or this this last week she told me she's pregnant. Aww. So that's really exciting because yeah. it's it's a little bit more work on the acupuncture side, but mm -hmm. it's a big payoff. Yeah. So I was like, all right. So yeah. I was happy to hear that. Unfortunately, there's a lot of infertility. Yeah. I see that with my nutrition patients too yeah. and it's you know they I've had quite a few that go and they get very feared into being diagnosed with PCOS or something like that um and you know and they have gone to natural health doctors too but there's they kind of hit that approach of like fear and you know that your body won't be able to rather than like there's clearly some sort of imbalance that needs rebalancing because you know your body should be able to yeah um, yeah and i think this patient did have pcos yeah that she got it. pregnant so it you know it doesn't happen for everybody but mm -hmm. it does happen for some mm -hmm. yeah so that's great yeah. well, well and again probably with fewer side effects and expense than some of oh, the yeah. traditional yeah methods. for sure like in vitro with like yeah tens of thousands sometimes yes and so like emotionally and physically taxing too. yeah I, I know the women get so worked up mm -hmm. you know they just kind of oh i gotta go through this and, da, da, da. and if it doesn't work then i'm like well there's there's some sadness and then they might try again and go through again it's just, mm -hmm. it's just a lot it is yeah yeah. Um, and so you offer quite a few different services. Do you see um, any of those? We talked a little bit before we got on right. on air, but um, see any of those working well in conjunction with any other modalities? So like with chiropractor or pre tea or Chinese herbs and nutrition? Right. Like I, that? I say, uh, I say the best results with many different disciplines. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like people, I think that attack their illness from as many areas as they can get the best results yeah i had one of my earlier patients i think it was back pain and back or leg pain but she saw me she saw physical therapy chiropractic and uh 
she, uh, in a few months, she was like back at it. I think she was in a dance class. I think she was, I don't know if she was one of the ones, but someone in that group, they ended up on, what is that show? Howie Mandel and you get three X's. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yes. So America's Got Talent. Yes. Okay. Yes. So it might have been her, but she was up there dancing or something. Oh, my gosh. Very cool. Anyway, it's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> but she felt good enough to go yeah, up there, yeah. which was yeah, awesome. Absolutely. Well, and that can be kind of the cool thing is different different practices have different insights. And so you can kind of overlap and see different things that, um, you know, maybe maybe I can see something you can't see. You can see something I can't see. And, and together that patient gets mm-hmm. right everything that they need. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I know when we were talking about like chiropractic and PT, I had never, I'd never thought of like how cohesive they could be until we yeah. met. Cause I was like, well, yeah, I keep getting adjusted, but how come I have to keep getting adjusted? Maybe yeah. I need yeah. muscle, um, need exercises for certain muscle strength or. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, anytime any practitioner is like, oh, I can fix that. You don't need to go see anybody else. And that's all ego. And mm-hmm. you're not really doing what's right for the patient because mm-hmm. a little bit of everything is sometimes the best answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I agree with that. It's all connected, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so we talked a little bit about your favorite thing being your acupuncture, right? That's your favorite thing? I think so. Yeah. I like cupping too, but And what exactly does cupping do for someone who doesn't know? So it'll uh it'll help sore and tired muscles basically. I do it a lot on the neck and mm-hmm. the neck. Um It'll stretch the fascia or the wrapping around the muscles. Mm-hmm. And with, with massage, you know, it's a concave. It'll press in on the muscles. And with cupping, it pulls out. So in a sense, it does the same thing. It just it stretches that fascia. Mm-hmm. But, and is there a benefit from uh, or between doing just the suction or the fire where you're moving? I think practically there is just for me. Uh-huh. I think for the patient... Uh, it's about the same either way. Like I'll do the, the just hand pump suction mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of time. Yeah. I want to do maybe the last 10 minutes of a, of a, of a treatment like that. But I also offer just the fire cupping. It's like 30 minute for $35 kind of thing. And you get the fire and put a little oil down and then we slide the cups. Mm-hmm. Like you can slide them. You can take them on and off quickly. That's called flash cupping. You can just leave them on the points and just cover your whole back, and that feels pretty good too. Yeah. There's like six or seven different ways to do it. Yeah, I did cupping in California for like histamine levels. I'd never mm-hmm. been told that that would help, and they really did help. I don't know exactly how it was done, but <laughs> I've heard you can do it on the abdomen for like digestive issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I- I could totally see that because there are some like self-massage things we teach with pelvic health for like constipation. Or, mm-hmm. that, that makes a lot of sense. That's yeah. very cool. Um, what would you say is the most rewarding thing that you have you have done in your career? Uh, um, I enjoy the infertility part. Yeah. It's just it's just kind of joyous when it happens. I'm like, yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. I used to have a teacher that she had a very high success rate with infertility. 
and I, I've shadowed her also, and she'd come out of the room and she'd look at me and she'd go, I got another girl pregnant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she was fun. No, but it is also, that's so impactful. And some yeah. people go, I mean, seven, ten years, or some people oh, yeah. are never are able to. And yeah. yeah, that's amazing to be able to make shifts in people. Yeah, and there's certain people I see like degenerative vision issues. Mm -hmm. I have one patient that's been with me for a while now, mm -hmm. and we've actually improved his vision. We've stopped the degeneration and actually improved it. Wow. Awesome. So, and is that like macular degeneration? I think so. Okay. So it's strange, acupuncture is actually really good at vision. Huh. And that's not something you think of. No. no. But, and they don't have to be local points. You don't have I was to be say, <laughs> needle thing in the eye. And they, you don't have to do that, although there are a few points there. Yeah. But you don't have to. Right. And with his help, I've come up with a really very effective way to treat it. And it's not anything local. What about neuropathy? I treated that. Okay. Um, it's a little difficult if it has to do with cancer. Mm -hmm. Like if you're on, if you've had chemo. Mm -hmm. That's kind of tricky to treat. There are a few things that are harder than that. So, so chemo-induced neuropathy is hard. Uh, insomnia is treatable, but it is difficult. Mm -hmm. um, do you feel like that's because there's a root, a different, like a root cause it with could that? Be. And then some people have dealt with it their whole lives. Mm -hmm. It's just like a way of life. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll just get on my phone, you know, yep. whatever. But that's difficult. Uh, I treat tinnitus, but that can be, I might not get rid of it, but it might lower the amount of your ringing. That's yeah. what tinnitus is. Uh -huh. So certain things are harder. Pain is generally pretty straightforward. Yeah. I've even heard um, recently, I guess I've seen more frequently acupuncture for like aesthetics, like skincare, yes. which yes. I did yeah. not even know that was a thing. Yes, I can do face and necklace with the needles. Wow. Um, in general, it is like a collagen injection because when you take the needle out of wherever it was, the body will naturally, naturally fill out the collagen. Huh. Wow. So you get collagen. And then you get, with the needles in the face, you get better circulation. And then you get, uh, like, the muscles start toning up. It's yeah. not like the Joan Rivers wind tunnel, <laughs> you know, but it's more natural and it helps with fine lines and wrinkles and that kind of stuff. I usually take a before and after picture. Wow. And you can really tell in someone. It's pretty cool. That's very cool. Well, where are you located and how do people get in touch with you? I am, I'm in Lubbock, even though my number is the Denver number. Okay. I got my phone there. Yeah. Um, so I'm in Lubbock. I am over like Quaker and 98th area. Okay. And if you want to contact me, I have a website. It's usiacuyusaiacu.com. Or you could probably just, you know, get on Google and say acupuncturist and lover. Mm -hmm. uh, Usai acupuncture will probably pop up. Do you have any social media that anybody would follow, like Facebook? Uh, or? I am on Facebook as Usai, but I, I hardly ever get on there. So it's probably better just to avoid that. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll link your, uh, your website and your phone number okay. uh, to the episode and, and everything so people have that. Um, do you, I don't know, do you take insurance? Do you do cash pay? What are, what I don't are do insurance, but I can do anything. 
cards. Okay. I have a card cash check. Yeah. Um, I have a little square reader on my phone. So uh-huh. That's how I take care of that. Do you ever do any events or anything like that? Have you ever done yeah, like I've events done a few things? The there location? used to be another acupuncturist in town, uh, Yan Zhang, that worked out of Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. And she was kind enough to, you know, she found out I moved here. She's like, hey, welcome to Lubbock. And I did a like a holistic thing with her. Mm-hmm. She's not here anymore. She's she's so nice. But I've done a few of those. Um, yeah, a few things here and there. That's awesome. Very cool. I know that. Um, I mean, when I searched for you a few years ago, I didn't find a lot of acupuncturists. Like I, there are some chiropractors. They have to take like a or they a small course, but not. Yeah. Um, anyone that had actually done acupuncture school. Yeah, there are only three in Lubbock that do traditional Chinese medicine. Wow. And, you know, I'm not including chiropractic or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think chiropractors, up until maybe a couple of years ago, they only had to have 18 hours of training, which is one weekend. Do you want somebody coming at you with a needle with one weekend, you know? Yeah. (laughs) That is crazy. (laughs) Yeah, and mine was like 3,000 hours in a master's. Uh Uh-huh. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we go ahead. No, (laughs) we always end on um, this last question. So, um, and that is, what is a legacy that you want to leave behind with you, Sai? Oh, um, well, I don't know if it's possible, but I would like somehow, if you guys are listening, if there's a medical attorney out there that knows something that I don't, which is probably a lot, um, I'd like to be able to teach people self-acupuncture. Because if a doctor can show you how to give yourself an insulin shot, really, what's the difference? Yeah. Just don't practice on anybody else. Practice on yourself. Right. And this acupuncture I'm looking at right now, this Toyohari acupuncture, is non-invasive. Don't put a needle in the skin. Yeah. I've already got a curriculum lined up that I put together, if that ever comes up. That would be amazing. I can teach people to not have to wait in the ER 12 hours or whatever for basic pain issues. I'd love to do that. I don't know if it's going to happen in Texas. Texas is (laughs) kind of behind the ball uh, acupuncture-wise. It is PT-wise as well. (laughs) But... uh, Man, if anyone knows a way to get around that or, or further that, I would be... Yeah, sure. I wonder if you would, if they would, like, restrict what kind of needles you would use. But, I, I mean, they're so small. Yeah, but, you know, originally they were nine needles. Uh-huh. And only, not all of them were sharp. Some of them were blunt or had, like, a little ball on it. And so hmm. acupuncture doesn't always mean in the skin. Yeah. You know, it could be on the skin. And I'd love to be able to, you know, I, I read a book and it's like, they say doctors are like the new priesthood compared to the Middle Ages. You have to go to them to get what you're after. Yeah. It's like, we need to take that back. We need to take our health back from people that are too busy to see us anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I feel the same way as a PT. I can't. I can't treat anybody for more than 10 days without a script. Yeah. And their doctor may or may not even believe in going to physical therapy. So it's like, well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's but, a lot of money backing. Oh, yeah. Big pharma. <laughs> yeah. 
I'd love to be able to just be like, you know what, let's, let's take it back. Let's work on yourself. Yeah. And empower families because yeah. a lot of people can't afford specific health care, too. If they were able yeah, to right. send one person, they could come home and teach their family. And, right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so that would be a wonderful legacy. Yeah. Well, and like we talked about, everybody kind of responds to things differently. So traditional doesn't work for some people. Right. Um, so kind of empowering patients to do what works for them. I love that. We're going to see that happen now that okay. you said it out there. <laughs> I would love to, love to see that. Well, I think a lot of people are feeling that way, so hopefully you get some yeah. traction. I think with the whole COVID thing, that did push people into being more independent and, yeah. you know, thinking for themselves as far as medical goes. And yeah, even for me, I, there were certain uh, supplies I couldn't get. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. You know? Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm going to deal with this. Yeah. So, but it all worked out. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jamie. So enlightening. I learned a lot today. Yes. And we will, um, we'll link all your contact stuff so our readers can, or our listeners can, um, can follow you and hopefully schedule with you. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. Y'all have a great week.